0: sounds <laughs> like
1: ladies and gentlemen welcome to the very first episode of sounds like kfabe to me it is the inaugural show for the fans of wrestling we being fans ourselves my name is Kevin page along with my awesome co-hosts we have bobby the icon white and we also have the man who also creates so much chaos we have mr justin chaos guys how is it going today
2: i am just delighted to be here uh pretty good pretty good
1: pretty excellent excellent so so just so just quick Pieces of information here, you know, what we are, what we're about. It is all about wrestling. We are wrestling fans. We are work colleagues. We are also heterosexual life partners. (laughs) I guarantee you that it is going to be an interesting day for us to have our first show, especially for us to be very excited to have something this amazing, to have this type of program that we're going to be able to have. We're going to give our views, opinions. We're trying to make sure that all things are covered. We may miss a few things, but hey we're still learning. We're still trying. We're going to figure out exactly what we want to find out about current things in WWE. We might even talk about a little about the independents. We may have some opinions that you may not even give a rat's ass about. So what we're going to do is we're going to go and get into the nitty gritty of it right now. WWE being the kings of wrestling as of this moment, we're going to jump right into it. We're going to talk about what's going on with Monday Night Raw. Guys, I figured with What was happening on Monday Night Raw, Justin? What was your take on
2: Monday Night Raw? Oh, I wish it has never existed. Um, <laughs> they, so here is the thing: like, like Raw does this really awesome job. By the way, uh, Justin Chaos, just to give you guys a heads up: uh, I am an asshole. Period. We're done. Uh, so, <laughs> Raw, Raw, what Raw needs to do? Raw needs to pull their fucking head out of their ass. Excuse me, my my Agreed. language, but they, <laughs> they, okay, they come out at the week after. Uh, and I think we actually discussed this at work, uh, Kevin, but they came out the week after the brand split. They did this big mix up. And then the cat's out of the bag. Like the the, the a few days before, Rowan Reigns is like, get ready to see me at at, uh, at fucking Raw. And then WWE's like, no, he's, he's actually lying, Wink. And he's like, okay, I guess you're right. And then he still shows up at Raw. And no one's like, yeah, we're happy to see you. Uh, they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? Um, cause I thought we sent your ass back to SmackDown or to SmackDown. So, uh, I just don't like the inconsistencies. I get what they're doing with the whole, uh, wild card, thing. The wild card. Yeah. The the wild uh, card. That's thing. An adventure.
1: Like,
2: let's pick four people that we think should be able to go back and forth, but also four people who you find culturally unirrelevant. except for like, uh, I mean, I get the Miz he's cool, but Fuck Roman Reigns, I hate him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us
1: how you really feel. It's okay.
2: <laughs> I I just, I just I just feel really confu- I feel really confused by the way they decided to do Raw, and I was like, this is a complete different direction that they were going. They should the the superstar mix up. They should not even even am tempted to do a a brand split. I think they would have been smart to already set up the idea behind the superstar. Uh, I'm sorry, not a, <laughs> behind the wild card thing. Mm-hmm. Because if they would have just said, hey, we're still together, but this is going to be your primary home, I think Raw would have been easier to digest. But All it right. was just, nothing about it was. Okay. What do you think, Bobby? Your views?
0: Um, I definitely hated it. I hated everything about it. Um, I wish the uh, wild card rule never existed. Um, because what is the point of having the brand split? Um, just being honest. Um, the brand split was pointless. The whole, um, the whole thing that we had like two weeks prior, you know, right after the, um, the WrestleMania where they, you know, they switched shows and stuff. It was what, what was the point of doing that when the, you're just gonna have everybody on the same show anyways? It just to me it didn't make sense. It was boring to me. I fast forwarded through a lot of it, of <laughs> uh, just being a hundred percent honest because mm-hmm. Raw was just that that boring and that stupid to me. I fucking hated the wildcard rule and I thought it was dumb.
1: I mean, it's pretty interesting you both mentioned of how like the wildcard rule was in, uh, introduced, especially on how I think you would both have. Ag- can probably agree that the way the crowd is reacting and the way that they feel it's pointless that the brand split is even still existing, let alone even with the superstar shakeup pretty much just getting erased almost with the the wild card rule. I I mean, Justin, what do you think? With the new deal coming in from Fox with it being such a multi-billion dollar deal and the, where all the rumors going around of stating that, you know, Fox and USA are both kind of like, You know why have a brand split? You know why can't we exchange talent and this and that? Do you honestly think that the wild card rule is going to weaken even more
2: this to where they're just going to combine both brands? So I I liken the uh, wild card deal to kind of like uh, you go to a class, right? You're you're, you're in high school or college. Better yet, you're in college because you're paying for it. Uh, So you go to a classroom and your teacher's like, "Hey." Turn your homework in. And then the next day comes by and you did all your homework and no one else did. And they're like, that's ah, okay. I'll give you guys the grade anyway. You're like, then why the fuck did I even come here? Right. So that's kind of what the wildcard deal does to me. It's saying like, yeah, we're going to have this brand split. And then later on, it's like, just kidding. It's like, it doesn't matter. There's no reason. There's no uh, consequences to any of the decisions that built up to Vince McMahon saying, I want this person or that person. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the whole billion dollar thing goes, it's a lot of money. And one thing we know is that Vince likes money. Of course. So I know that the wild card, sure. and again, we discussed this uh, to some length at work. I feel like the wild card is just their last ditch effort to say, Oh no. Hey, look, we're still cool. Uh, our here, our, our superstars can go here, or go there. They can still do whatever they want to do in order to prevent Fox from shadow uh, banishing him to the shadow zone. You know, they keep, fucking up Raw, Mm -hmm. and Fox is going to say, well, what are you going to do to SmackDown? And you're really limiting our pool of superstars that we thought we had. So we're going to put you on, like, Fox this. We're going to put you on a 1 uh, 1 a.m. show uh, in the middle of nowhere that no one really even watches Goodbye, and AEW's going to come in and sweep the rug. Because the one thing that Fox doesn't need, Fox doesn't need that billion dollars. They're going to get that money back tomorrow. True. You know, so... I, I think this is just their way of saying, okay, cool, then let's go ahead and retcon the Superstar shakeup and give Fox what they want without making us look weak.
1: All right. And Bobby, what do you think? Do you think it's probably right that it's probably going to go this way?
0: I do, Um, but one thing I'm saying is that um, I do definitely think that with them firing all the writers, (laughs) um, I'm not sure what the hell they're going to do, honestly. They just fired another head writer, which is kind of pointless, so I'm not 100% sure on what they're doing right before this TV deal. It just makes no sense to me. Um, but I do think that it is heading down that way. And I don't know. We have upcoming uh, promotions that are coming up. You know what I mean? Um, they're going to need to step up their game game as soon as possible.
2: I, I honestly, I'll be honest with you. When you say that they fired another writer, I can't tell the difference between their script writing from four years ago to now. It's like, it's still all direct. Uh, They probably, if they wanted to change something, they should have fired all the writers before, or they should have said, you know what? I forgot that we're supposed to be WWE creative, not WWE do what Vince says to do. True,
0: but this is my thing. Um, when they fire all the writers, right, right before a TV deal, when they're supposed to be somewhat competing with AEW, for instance, I mean, it just makes no sense. They need to get the ratings up, and the ratings are going to keep going down if they don't change anything. No, well, you uh,
1: realize that, of course, Justin is going to be future WWE creative lead one day. So we probably can <laughs> to say that it is going to improve when he steps into that role one day. It's just he's just waiting for the call,
2: and we know it's, that it's only going to happen once I can finally uh, banish uh, Vince McMahon back to the shadow zone. <laughs> um, so I first have to find the uh, the uh, the one piece that's holding him to our realm. Once I do that, I could banish him, take my place as a WWE King, and finally fix that goddamn brand.
1: Well, I mean, of course, Thanos has all the stones, and the stones were already all put back. So, of course, with the way that the end game already ended, we're not sure if we can get Vince McMahon to become the Thanos of the WWE at this point. But moving on to some other possibilities. Oh, real real quick, sorry. he's yes. already the
2: Thanos of WWE because he's making half of his fan base disappear. Boom. That's,
1: <laughs> this is true. You, you might, you, you do have some truth in that. But in regards of the characters especially with the way that we've seen like just this past Monday night Raw of like seeing the as you mentioned earlier of the wild card rule I mean how do you feel about certain characters right now like with the AJ Styles doing pretty good you know Roman Reigns Kofi Kingston uh Daniel Bryan what do you think with the current batch of players that have already established this wild card rule did you think it was a it was a plus that they were on or do you think it was more of just a a, a complete miss
2: so, um, I'll let Bobby take this one first because I feel like I've been getting all of the first shots at it. Because uh, I'm pretty sure mine's going to be uh, either along the same lines as Bobby or completely fucking opposite. And I'm kind of excited to see what the difference is. <laughs> Bobby, go for it.
0: All right. So, really, my opinion on this is I w- it was cool to see them on a different show. It was pretty awesome. The thing, this is the thing with me, is I, I'm going to go back to my previous statement. If you're gonna have a brand split, have a brand split. I don't want to see this. I mean, yeah, it's shaking things up. You know, we're getting different matches that we haven't seen. I understand that part. But if you're gonna, if you're already doing the superstar shakeup and changing superstars around, why don't we keep that on instead of we keep saying the same things? I mean, on Raw, if you see it, we had Drew McIntyre, you know, facing Roman Reigns again. We've seen that already. Who cares? Have Roman do something else. He's on SmackDown. That's my point. With all these other guys just coming into Raw or SmackDown, it's just it's pointless to me. I just don't see anything
2: like the reason why we're doing that. So I I definitely agree on that respect. Uh, I think that having a superstar uh, shakeup implies that we're going to have a split. And if we're going to have a split, have a split. Don't come back and say – yeah, you guys are gonna be over here, except you know you and you. Ah, hell, you guys go where you want. That's uh, it's, it. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, and one thing I think that they kind of missed, and I, I, there may be people who agree with me, there may be not. I don't know. Um, dude, we have so much talent, talent from last year that was called up from NXT. We have heavy machinery. Mm-hmm. We have EC3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fucking uh, uh, what's her face? I, I uh, God, I can't remember her name right now. She's the one who uh, the uh, the woman's right. Ah Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans we we have all these people who are who are making uh well potentially had a chance to make a name for themselves but instead we had heavy machinery and Otis doing this fucking uh deliverance thing he was doing. Uh, we had Lacey Evans, I don't know. Uh you guys have heard the rumors she's actually not a wrestler but a ghost that the Undertaker has to come back and put to rest. Um <laughs> And then there's also uh, the fact that EC3 comes out, he jobs like three times, and then he's like, cool, I'm done. And it's like, is this what they do now? Is this what WWE is going to do with their talent and say, cool, come out three times and then we're done? It's like a genie in the bottle effect. What they could have done is they could have said, there is a brand split. There is nobody who's allowed to go back and forth. And now we have this talent uh, like EC3 who can tear apart some people because he was a great, uh, a great heel. Uh, He can do it. I know he can do it. He has the look that Vince wants, but Vince is like, no, I still hold a a fucking candle for Brock Lesnar. He's going to come back to me one day. Hopefully he doesn't. But uh, I know he's going to. You know it's going to happen. But, you know, it's like there's all these decisions that they didn't make. All these people, they're not going to push. Lacey Evans is getting a push now. But how much do you want to fucking bet that somehow they're going to find a way to have uh, – Charlotte flair take her spot in a pay-per-view and it's like, no one's going to be happy with that. But WWE is convinced that everyone wants more fucking Charlotte flair. So I mean- it's,
1: it's, it's tough. I mean, it's going to be really tough to see on how all these characters from NXT called up and a lot of them for them, not getting as much recognition and or Is it too late? I mean, especially with Lacey Evans doing all of her her walks out and everything that uh, most people just never could understand. And the sad part was, was that seeing this woman who can wrestle, she did a very good job in NXT for the time she was in Mm -hmm. NXT. But the sad part was is that she never got really any title matches. She never got really any good stories that really build up her character in a stronger way to make her a viable opponent. And that's not a knock to her. I think in regards of uh, of good old JR's uh, pa- uh, podcast, as he mentioned, he, she needs more ring time. She needs to Absolutely. get more ring time to get very seasoned, be able to carry the match. Not to say that she couldn't carry a match right now, but you're thrust right into kind of in the sense of the main event against Becky Two Belts. And here you are with Becky coming hot off of WrestleMania, winning both championships, and should be, and it still is, in my opinion, the hottest thing right now in wrestling. And compared to all the other guys, I mean, you've looked at how, I mean, another example to give us another uh, wrestler is Lars Sullivan. And we're looking at Lars Sullivan now. And this this guy here looks great on paper, great power moves, big guy. But, of course, it's nice to know that he's legal – finally able to join WWE compared to the last time that they screwed up. So it's even worse of how, what do you think Bobby is the best thing for Lars Sullivan with how do you think he should be? Is he pr- being presented the right way? Or do you think he'd be better if he talks more? What would you think would improve him of getting him over the top with a, with a current story?
0: Um, to be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of Lars and this is the reason why there's two reasons. Um, the big reason is they're just pushing him as a powerhouse um, yeah he is but he's squashing people that are getting super big pushes right um, I don't I don't like that that's one big thing the other thing too is he has a lot of backstage heat I think that's gonna mess up his push a lot um, I'm not a big fan of him I do not think that um, it, it, hopefully he can you know I do wish good things for him. But um, I don't know, just the way that he is and if they, you know, just with him being such that powerful, you know, being, we already have three or four of them. Especially we have um, we have Braun, who's actually being pushed that way all the time. Right. We have him. We have Roman. You know what I mean? We don't need somebody else to come in, especially when Brock Lesnar comes back, because it's just a matter of time that he does come back Uh, when Brock Lesnar comes back we're going to just see kind of the same matches that we've been seeing two powerhouses going against each other. And it's just going to be boring. I think they need to kind of water him down just a tad bit, not too much, just a tad bit and not make him so unstoppable. Um, that's, that's what I think really would be success, make him be successful.
2: Valid points, valid points. Justin, what do you think? So uh, I'm actually, it's a love hate relationship with the whole uh, large Sullivan thing. When his music hits, I get excited because I want to see—is this finally gonna be the time someone's gonna take him down? And and so far, I think the only person who's ever gotten really close to his art truth, uh, he's the one who I think has actually done some kind of damage to him. Everyone else, he just like he no sells it hard, and it's like, yeah, it didn't touch me at all. And then he continues to power slam them or do that cool uh, his 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 finisher. It's like it looks like it's a it's a it's a pump power bomb or something like that. Um, so. I I dig the fact that he comes out, he's unstoppable, but there's one person who can be a kryptonite. I I know it's going to be our truth eventually, but the one thing I don't like is they are billing him as another Braun Strowman, a smaller Braun Strowman, and I'm afraid that it's going to end up between a rock and a hard place of Lars Sullivan and Braun Strowman, and whoever loses that match is done. I don't think they're going to build credibility anymore because Braun has had a big push already, several big pushes. And because he either can't keep his goddamn mouth shut in the back or can't play well with others or whatever he's doing, uh, everything he does. And also, I think it's just bosses in ring, too. It, it makes Vince say, you're not ready for this. Yeah. And, Love
0: and is having the same heat as well. And that's, that's where I'm kind of like, he, he's having the same heat. He's going down the same way as, as Braun
2: Strowman. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why that, like, I feel like they're going to say, well, the only person who could legitimately take out uh, a big person is a big person. And they're both in that such a, a weird spot. That I think that whoever wins that match, it honestly it doesn't really matter who wins it. Period. They're still going to be in the same spot. It's just going to be who's going to be still on the bottom and who's going to be knocked off the list. Um, and I'm I will be honest. I, I don't see Braun Strowman lasting much longer in WWE at, at his current uh, pace. Um, and Lars Sullivan has what it takes to to go further because he's he's brand new. But this whole shtick they're they're dealing with him. It needs to have some kind of fruition because it's not. Uh, if it does not, it's not going to to help him stick around very long. And I, I can't I can't help but think like <clears throat> like if only if only there was some way to enhance his performance, like some kind of something, some something to, something to like to push him over the edge. Uh, he needs to have a solid rivalry. Because right now, nobody likes him uh, as far as the, the whole backstage. I feel like it's going to be Matt R-Truth. Honestly, he's going to be a triple threat. But, man, he's going nowhere, but I like it. Okay. Well, I mean, it is kind of interesting you mentioned with
1: how Lars Sullivan is, especially with some recent news reports. Now, of course, this is current stuff, and keep it in mind, we're going to take it with a grain of salt. But as of right now, there's been rumor reports that he apparently, uh, Lars Sullivan might be in trouble with what he has stated in the past of some very, we'll say questionable comments that could possibly maybe even stop his momentum in a sense of making sure that, uh, is, is WWE going to acknowledge it? Is he going to still continue on? Is he going to maybe even issue an apology for what he says? I mean, we really don't know, but apparently it was during his bodybuilding days because him being a body, a bodybuilder from before he joined WWE, he made some very, very, very hot, comments that could be getting him in trouble so we may not even know if we'll see even the continuation of the experiment of Lars Sullivan becoming an actual superstar and to see like you both have agreed that uh, depending on the storyline depending on how he grows where he's going to go if he's going to be facing a Braun Strowman or even someone else or even even just continue to squashes we really don't know but to move on to where how monday night raw overall for monday night raw not being as of right now the best show uh, we'll go into smackdown now smackdown looked a little bit better and comparing the two of monday night raw and smackdown justin taking it back to you do you think smackdown was probably a
2: little bit better or is it falling just as fast as raw is I think that uh <clears throat> with the way that the announcement happened on Raw, I think that uh it was definitely not where it needs to be. Uh it, it fell it fell down with Raw this week. You could tell that uh ratings were down. No one was really into the show as much as they, they normally are, it feels like. Um and even even the, the the response that it got online, uh your casual fans were still kind of like, well, I mean, I guess that was cool. And then you had your hardcore fans who are like, that was bullshit. You know, so the fact that they may not have said the exact same comment, but the fact that the majority and the minority can still come together and say it wasn't its best moment tells you that SmackDown was lacking. And um, I personally feel like with with a lackluster uh, finish, with this weird thing they're doing with with uh, uh, Kevin Owens and Kofi and them, and 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 all these, it's just there's 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 no there's no real drive to either uh either of the brands right now and i feel like smackdown needs to to kick it up because it's always been in my eyes smackdown has always been generally better uh than raw okay uh now that we have roman reigns i can't fucking say that but i mean maybe <laughs> <laughs> and bobby what do you think you think smackdown
1: has the better edge still or do you think it's it's starting to get more and more questionable with the way that Raw's looking is smackdown starting to bleed over into that possible abyss
0: I do think that uh, SmackDown is starting to bleed over to it. Um, I, I've i always been a Raw guy. Um, I've always thought Raw was the superior brand. Um, but now, um, you know, when they started changing things, um, SmackDown started getting a lot better. And then now it's just this week was, it was questionable for me. Um, I wasn't too excited about it, especially, um, you know, especially when, when they had the tag team match um, for the titles that I just wasn't, I don't know. I wasn't excited about it. I didn't care about it. Um, It just feels like that's how it is with SmackDown and Raw, for that matter, is I just don't care about it anymore. I don't care about those matches until they change things because we're just kind of seeing the same thing or we're seeing lack of pushes or, you know, we're not seeing people being utilized correctly.
1: Okay. All right. So, so here's a, here's an interesting topic. I know it was mentioned before, but with Kofi Kingston being the WWE champion being the champion that he is winning the title and actually is surprising many of us that he's actually winning matches and putting the title on the line. Henceforth he did it on Monday night raw against Daniel Bryan. He was also defending it on SmackDown live, um, which was kind of a weird triple threat match between AJ styles and, sammy's the returning sammy zane which i got to admit sammy Zayn has been kind of that wild card in this sense do you think bobby that do you think kofi kingston is going to carry this title longer maybe say past money in the bank because money in the bank is coming up very soon and do you think he's going to still continue on after money in the bank and still have a
0: longer reign um i hope so as y'all know i'm a huge kofi fan um but I just don't, I don't know. Um, the way that things are going, I really don't Don't know. Um, I would love it to. In reality, I don't think it will. Um, I think Money in the Bank may be where it goes. I think that whoever wins Money in the Bank is going to cash in on Kofi that night. Um, that's basically what I think. I could be completely wrong on that, but unfortunately, I just think that I don't think he's losing steam, but I think that they just are trying to get the title off of him to kind of maybe push somebody else at this current time but then again with the whole um biggie being out and um they have he has xavier woods by him and then we don't know what's going to happen when biggie comes back i don't know if they're going to drop it on um drop the title from kofi right this second or if um they're going to wait until biggie comes back and then um, maybe drop it before biggie comes back um that may be a possibility as well
1: yeah, do you think, Justin, I know we mentioned this before, and we actually had some scenarios that came up. Now, with you, Justin, I know that you considered your theory, and of course, being the future WWE <laughs> creative lead, that you are waiting very patiently on on that call. Mac, I know you are waiting to hear Vince Man says, okay, we've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. I need you, Justin, to come here and fix everything and make it the best right, possible. So, I know I, you probably have it on speed dial too, Bobby. So you're still waiting on your call too, but you probably be working for Justin. So Justin, what do you think your thoughts were in regards of the possibility of making an actual storyline that's appealing yet surprising?
2: So, uh, real quick, uh, I'm not going to work for Vince unless he bends the knee. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so here's, here's the thing. um, so what you're talking about is when I made the call, I said that uh, at some point during Kofi's reign, which is it's, it's, this is a pretty obvious call, so I'm pretty sure that that a lot of people had saw this one coming. That someone is going to try to turn New Day against Kofi, and um, that's exactly what happened. You know, uh, Kevin Owens was doing his best to try to drive a driver wedge between Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, and uh, Xavier's done a good job of of being like the resilient friend, but I still feel like they there's more they can do build there and uh ultimately not to segue past your your, your question I'm, I'm gonna go back to it but ultimately i'd oh, love I'll... to see xavier woods get entered in the money in the bank have the opportunity to potentially cash it in and then actually do that and cash in or he takes it off the person who beats kofi and now we have the friction between xavier and kofi but um and that, that would just be in a perfect world right right um i feel like the big problem they're having is is there's there's this this momentous occasion that happened at WrestleMania. Kofi Kingston becomes the uh, WWE champion, and everyone wanted it to happen. The WWE you can tell kind of didn't want it to happen, so they were kind of teasing us a lot. It happens. He becomes champion. Everyone's ecstatic, and every the, the first night he the night after he became champion, he challenges. Uh, uh, Seth Rollins to a winner-take-all match for both belts. And everyone's like, dude, this is what a fucking champion does. They don't wait for uh, for challenges. They go out and seek those challenges, and everyone was into it. But now, I kind of... I'm in this weird place because I want Kofi to hold the championship as long as possible. I'd love to see him have like this, this epic reign, but we both know it's not going to happen uh, because of the fact that the way they're not booking him right. And when you put a WWE champion... Arguably a more prestigious uh, match, or I'm sorry, a more prestigious title over the Universal. Um, I say that because you guys continually give me shit for wanting to buy the Universal title. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's it's a tomato title. Let's just call it a, what it is. It's a tomato title, but it's gonna live in goddamn infamy. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so. Um, if we never, never
1: see just, it again, if really, Brock Lesnar comes back, we'll, we won't see it for another three or four months.
2: I will I will drive to wherever, WWE, uh, wherever Raw or SmackDown is that night, and I will Nancy Kerrigan, that motherfucker, to make sure he loses <laughs> the title. Um, just Bro. kidding. If that ever happens, it's not me. I, I, I don't ever want to be near him. <laughs> anyway, um, he looks like he smells like cow shit. I'm just going to say it. Uh, so, <clears throat> fucking Farmer John. Anyway... <laughs> God damn it. See, I lost my train of thought here. You, you were, so, you were um, talking about
1: Kobe Kingston and making sure his title run was still a long one.
2: Yeah. So if, if he's not going to maintain the title very long, I kind of just want them just to get it over with. Uh, but if you're going to put them in a triple threat match, AJ Styles is a legitimate person to put him in a matchup against. Yes. Um, of course, that was still uh, polarizing considering the fact that AJ Styles was subject to the wild card agreement, which is stupid. Yeah. Um, but then the, the problem that I had with that match was it's fucking Sami Zayn too. Why Sami Zayn, the, the one person in this entire world who I think is the least deserving person for the WWE Championship? I put him for Intercontinental, put him for US, put him for whatever you want him to do, but not the championship title because he comes out, insults the crowd. I, I dig the 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 realness to it. We're kind of like in the uh, the reality 2.0 era, but to have somebody who's been gone for so long to come back and be like, cool, I get a championship shot right away, that's awesome. That was to me. That was this like that was a cash in. They literally went to the locker room and said, "Uh, you, hey, what's your name? It doesn't matter. Come over here." Like, <laughs> the, the fuck, Like honestly, I feel like the people who wrote two K two K nineteen for the PS four or Xbox One, whatever your system is. I guess if you're wrong, it's Xbox One. Um, <laughs> That'll be a whole other argument later. But to yeah, whoever wrote for that game probably wrote that match because it was all just unequivocal bullshit there was nothing good about that match um, except for you know AJ Styles doing what he does like he's grown on me I didn't like AJ Styles when he's a champion because I thought he was a weak-ass champion but it wasn't him it was the writing right, right? Uh, I know people are gonna try to want me want my head on the stick for that one but I don't give a shit that's just how I saw him now I see him as a more deserving champion considering the fact that I thought his match with Randy Orton was actually a, a pretty good match at WWE it squashed a lot of things that, randy orton's another goddamn disappointment right now (laughs) we'll side we'll sidebar on that one in a little bit but go ahead yeah 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 i just think that kofi needs to shit or get out the pot if you're gonna make him a great champion put him in some great matches if you want him to lose a title at money the bank build up to that otherwise do something fucking worthwhile with him i i I don't want to see him in these job matches Okay.
1: Well, so do you think for for both of y'all's opinion, like the way Sami Zayn, since you touched upon it, I mean, Sami Zayn, you are right. You know, he was out for injury for a lot of months. He comes back with this new edgier type, you know, I don't give a rat's ass attitude and whatnot. and just wants to say what he thinks. And do you not agree with some of the points that he's giving to a, to a certain degree that kind of borderlines on like that anti-hero to where it's like, People are going to be like, you know what? He's speaking on what I want to see. Yet he's even though he's trying to, he's being a dick to me as a fan. So, do you think Sami Zayn? You're probably right that he may have not have deserved that WWE title shot opportunity right there. But do you think he is capable of earning that shot if he
2: continues on with the personality? If if he can take a step out of uh, out of CM Punk's shadow if he can do Ooh. something that's different than what Adam Cole has been doing forever, yeah. then yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, is he comes out and he just starts insulting stuff. It's chaos. And I dig that, right? Cause my name wouldn't be Justin chaos. If it wasn't, uh, the fact that I love disarray and, and, and well, fucking destruction and chaos. Right. But like yeah. the fact of the matter is, I just feel like he is just too much all over the place. If they were to focus him just a little bit more and put it like a, um, uh, like a grudge match between him, not an actual match, but Vince McMahon, get the McMahons involved, get the family involved, get the WWE universe involved. And kind of, if you're going to, if you're going to make him be anti-establishment, go all in on that. Uh, yeah. sponsored by, AW. Yeah, sponsor <laughs> by AW. Go, go all in on it and make sure that you make him this, this, this out there to get the McMahons kind of, kind of guy, because, oh I'll be honest with you. If CM Punk came back, I'd be excited as hell. So if we can't get CM Punk back, which I I, I doubt he'll come back, um, although rumors are just whatever. We uh, continued on that if, one too. We'll, to be we'll continue we'll on that one. Touching on that later. Um, uh, if if we can't get CM Punk back, uh, Sammy Zayn has proven he's he could be good on the mic just give him a legitimate buildup. And at that point, I, I don't think I'd have any problem with him being in a championship match. Just it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's it's too little for me to say why, why he needs the title. I'm just saying, why is he in this match? Okay. And Bobby, what do you think? You think you,
1: those are some pretty good points made by Justin, or do you have a different point of view?
0: No, I a hundred percent agree with Justin. Um, I honestly, I think if Sami Zayn can um, get the correct push and do uh, what he needs to, I think he could probably pull it off. It's just going to take a long time. I don't see him being like like you said, Justin, the next CM Punk. But I think that he's heading down that road, and I think that that's where they're trying to push him. Like, um, I honestly, I don't, I don't like Sammy as a as a heel. Um, I'm not a big fan of him as a heel. I liked him more as a babyface, where he's he's more for the company. Let's do this. Let's let me just take on anybody and everybody. Uh, when he's when he's this cowardice character and he's a heel, um, I I don't know. I just I'm not a big fan of Sammy as that way. So I mean, I do agree in in a lot of points that Justin made. It's just I, I don't see him. I don't see him um, doing anything further um, as far as being the next CM Punk or anything like that.
2: Ooh. You bring up a really good point, and that is actually one of the biggest things that I have uh, against a Sami Zayn heel is the fact that uh, when he was running with Kevin Owens, dude, he was like the biggest wuss I've ever seen. Uh, as soon as things got rough, he would try to get out or stand behind Kevin Owens. When he was doing individual heel work against um, against uh, what's his, Bobby Lashley, which is not hard to look good against Bobby Lashley on the mic. <laughs> and honestly, arguably, it's not hard to look good against him in the ring either. Um but when he was doing his mic work with that, and then Bobby Lashley would take a step towards him, he'd be fucking ghosting. He'd gone. Uh, so if they can have him actually stand his ground and become an aggressive heel, I think that's the best way to sell Sami Zayn in my eyes. I do like the whole, the whimsical, hey, look, I came out to Ska and everyone's going to fucking love me. Mm-hmm. I dig that. But if they're going to go heel, go full tilt, man. You know, if you're going to go baby face with Sami Zayn, that's cool. Do that. But if you're going to go heel dude, go balls of the wall heel and give us somebody again. And that's the only way I think he could potentially be the next CM Punk is if he's going to stand up to somebody and tell them, fuck you to your face and not run away. Because that way we can see a, a completely different Sami Zayn who's ready to kick some ass. Yeah,
0: I, I 100% agree. Um, sorry, one more uh, point I wanted to make, Kev. Right, um, I just wanted to say, um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, me being... Uh, when I was in wrestling, me being a heel, I love the heel characters. I just think that Sammy Zayn's heel is more of a cowardice heel versus a strong heel, like you said, Justin. And I he really, doesn't have the
2: build for 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 uh, a strong heel. You're right,
0: exactly. And I think that if they built him for a strong enough heel, I think he could do it. But the way that he's going now, I really don't think so. Um, especially like you said, when he was with Kevin Owens, he was a big coward and he. He really didn't do much. Kevin Owens carried that team. I'm just mm-hmm. being honest. Kevin Owens carried that team. Um, and then when he came back, I thought, okay, he built himself un- up enough as a heel. He's going to do a little bit more than what he did before. No, he came back, and he's still the same somewhat heel that he was.
1: Now, I mean? I and those are very good points. I, I mean, the one thing that both of you really touched upon, though, is how the question is is now – how do you define the baby face and the heel in the modern wwe whereas before we now see that storylines you know structure in a certain way you know everything on fire you can go all the way back to the golden era of wrestling when hulk hogan was the good guy and the iron sheik was the bad guy you can go even back to the attitude era where stone cold steve austin turned out to be the good guy but with an Different persona of kind of the anti-hero. You had the corporate champion of the rock, and then you had all the other eras that came—the ruthless aggression, the reality era, the every type of era that's just insanely like okay. Every year is an era now. I, I gave up on it at this point of how many eras there are because we don't even know what era we're in. We're in the we're in the senile era in this point with the way Vincent man's running this company. So, I mean, at this point, do you guys think that the way that these guys are being portrayed is? pretty much what's causing the attendance the live attendance going down you know the ratings going down as most people have probably said before and reading it online and seeing it on you know all types of social media is that do you think the story plot lines have failed so much to the point where the even the most loyal fan of wrestling is getting disappointed and maybe even getting disinterested like robbie what do you think
0: Um, yes, I do. Um, I mean, being honest, there's parts where I'm just, I'm not interested. And I've been a fan since I was three years old. Um, but there's, but then again, when you're a wrestling fan, you stick around with certain things. Uh, attitude era, well, pre attitude era, it was getting to that point where a lot of people were just they, they were done with it, and then it started changing, and it went to the Attitude Era type stuff with the Monday Night Wars and things like that, and then all of a sudden, the fans started getting more into it. I know nowadays, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different because it's more entertainment-based, but for me, I definitely do 100% agree with that. Um, I, I do think fans are getting disinterested, and I think that the only way that they can fix it is to either change the storylines, um, make them a little bit more compelling, or um, even if they can push some more people from NXT up to the main roster and still have good storylines, I think that would, that would make it even better, I think. All
1: right. And Justin, what do you think? Do you think that it would be better if the storylines came back more solidified to where people would be more sold on the buildup of the story because we can probably safe to say the closest story buildups we ever had was before WrestleMania, which was about a month of stories that kept building to where we finally were kind of seeing momentums in a lot of match buildups and things like that. Do you think that the storylines, if they go back and build them better and structure them better and actually stick with them better, what do you think would be the best improvement?
2: So, um, Okay, so like the the number one thing about writing, right, is you want to make sure that your story is going to make somebody say uh, it's not going to make somebody say, why do I care? Um, You want to give them the why right away. You want to grab them and say, this is what you fucking care. Are you listening to me? You know, um, it's kind of like what they did with Roman Reigns. They're going in the right direction as far as how they should write him. They should you honestly a a good person, a good push should be shoved down your throat. They need you to take what I'm giving you. But what it comes down to, like Roman Reigns, an example, is they weren't listening to fan feedback, right? So you have to kind of, you have to, you have to uh, stick and move. You have to give the fans what they want, but you also need to listen to what they're receptive to, because if you're building up to something and then it turns out, hey, look, we're just really not into this, and any outcome we could think of is not good. And if you haven't thought three steps ahead, fucking jettison that. Abandon that thread and go somewhere else. Get something else going. Um, Case in point, again, we bring up Roman Reigns, the guy I just love to hate. When he was being pushed hard, whenever he came out, people were like, ah, cool, this guy, I fucking guess. And then when he came out – uh, on a Royal rumble, you remember, I think it was Royal rumble 2016. If I, if I remember correctly, he was a surprise entry at number 30, dude, I have never heard people be more upset at the world than at that moment. They're like, are you fucking serious? We thought this was going to be somebody else. Um, And, and I also remember the feeling of, uh, when there was always all those theories going around that potentially we'd see Kenny Omega make it to WWE and everyone's like, oh, he's going to be number 30. And then someone said, no, it's probably going to be Roman Reigns. And at that moment, everyone's like, fuck, he's probably right. You know? So that's the kind of storylines that you don't want to push. You don't want to make it too obvious, Mm -hmm. but you want to make it something that's going to be exciting. And I feel like that's the one thing WWE gets 50% of the time. They make these compelling stories like with, with, uh, with uh, Becky Lynch, they started up with something and they listened to their fans. They did the one thing they don't normally do. And they listened to their fans and said, okay, cool. So they obviously like Becky Lynch, which keep pushing this whole stone cold, Steve Austin thing now, which is funny because I remember when you first brought up the, the, uh, the similarities between stone colds, big pushes and Becky Lynch's big pushes. um, I was like, Holy shit. I never thought of it that way. But I think it was also funny how they started following it by the book. Once the fans started calling them out, like, hey, that was Becky Lynch's Stone Cold moment. And they're like, cool, we can make her like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let's give her all the big moments that Stone Cold had. Mm -hmm. And they did almost everything the same exact tone, the same exact moments, Mm -hmm. uh, same crescendos and everything. And I just feel like, you know, I think Becky probably could have had a better storyline had they done a little bit more original. But at the same time, like they were listening to what the fans were saying. So I, I don't think they did anything wrong at all. Right. Um I just I just wish that they would be fucking better, man.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of better, especially on how we mentioned a little bit of it about uh, how NXT is. I mean, the most recent NXT uh this Wednesday was something uh always the sight to see and I think we can all pretty much agree that the way NXT has been built these last couple of years and the way the pay-per-views are coming together so nicely. I think almost every takeover pay-per-view probably in the last I'll even go back as far as when Finn Balor was the NXT champion have been nothing but short of phenomenal matches. Every match has been solid. Every buildup has been solid. Every quality of how they present the matches has been phenomenal. And it's just amazing on how this past, uh, NXT, do we think in this point, Justin, that, uh, seeing the matchup between Matt Riddle and Adam Cole, do you honestly see Matt Riddle becoming a potential future WWE champion or or universal
2: champion? A billion times over. Yes. And yes, um, I feel like he's kind of like the second coming of Brock Lesnar. Um, and I don't mean just because the fact that you're both, uh, I mean, arguably uh, <laughs> didn't sell well in uh, UFC or MMA. <laughs> um, the only difference is, is one of them was accused of using performance hamster drugs uh, like steroids and shit. Uh, and then one of them just like to smoke weed, right? I tell you, it probably wasn't Brock Lesnar who liked to smoke weed. Uh, more likely, <laughs> that dude obviously. <laughs> that guy's so high strung and such a dick. I mean, he could, he could. Never mind. Um, <laughs> he could probably benefit from it. Uh, so, <laughs> the the big thing for uh, Matt Riddle is I think that his match with uh, Velveteen Dream was fan fucking tastic. It was amazing. Um, and I, I had a feeling that they were going to start pushing him towards the NXT Championship. I didn't think it was going to be so quickly. Um, and I think it's kind of weird, too, because the way they build that match, uh, they had Matt Riddle over Adam Cole with the bro mission. And I, I honestly, just like you, I was kind of surprised that they gave him the win to get a shot at the NXT Championship. But the one thing that I knew was going to happen, and again, I, I, I calls them like I sees them. I knew they were going to try to break up Undisputed Era somehow. But here is the question, though, and this is the one thing that bothers me a little bit because any uh, the uh, the Undisputed Era is kind of like the brotherhood that will never disappear. They have like this this huge thing going on, and I see this whole thing between Adam Cole and Roderick happening one of two ways either a this is a legitimate schism and we're gonna see nxt split bobby fish is gonna go on one side and fucking kylie kyle o'reilly is gonna go with roderick strong uh or vice versa whoever they pick they're gonna say like, you're my friend and then that's it we're not gonna see undisputed air anymore or this is the most elaborate trap we've ever seen uh when it comes down to nxt uh and and fucking um uh, Undisputed era, they're gonna come down like pincers on either Gargano or Rand uh, or Matt Riddle. Uh, it's gonna be look like Undisputed era is completely done for. And when you least expect it, that's where the attack comes from. Not to quote Jurassic Park too much, not from the front, but from the sides.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, Bobby, what do you think? You think he has some very good points in regards of how that match was
1: looking?
0: I definitely do. Um, That match was actually uh, pretty awesome. They had some pretty good spots, some really good spots, actually. Um, I definitely, I'm very high on Matt Riddle. I think that he could definitely be a a future uh, NXT champion or even go further than that when he does get called up. Um, But, I mean, right now, I just think that they're doing such a good job with, you know, the Undisputed Era, Matt Riddle, all that stuff. I think they need to keep it the way it is and they can evolve from it.
1: Alright. Well, I think the way both of y'all have seen it, I completely agree as well. I thought it was a phenomenal match. I saw so many good spots in that match. I mean, that match quality that you saw was probably if as good, if not, probably great to be put on a takeover uh, pay-per-view as great as that match was. And like you mentioned before having Matt Riddle get the win and possibly put him in line for a future championship spot. I mean, he looked great when he faced the Velveteen Dream at the previous takeover. It just you know, both of them put on phenomenal spots and quality in matches. So we, there's a lot to be said about Matt Riddle and Matt Riddle, I think is definitely going to be a future champion. What kind of champion in NXT first is whether or not they don't call him up soon. Cause as we've seen already, we saw the, the Viking war experience Raiders as they can't, make up their damn mind on what the hell to call them half the time so you look at how phenomenal that team was and how they were the tag champions and then all of a sudden they just call them up and heavy machinery didn't even get a chance to promote themselves very well in nxt great team awesome awesome combination of power and strength and speed definitely i kind of call them the modern day bushwhackers because they definitely have a lot to give and it's a matter of the question of as you mentioned earlier in the show of how do you think all these NXT wrestlers are going to get lost so much in the shuffle? Are we even going to get a chance to see these phenomenal wrestlers, like get the time to be put into the ring, actually get some quality uh, matches that are going to make sure that they show off their bill. I mean, we're seeing it with Lacey Evans. We're seeing ricochet. And one thing I would love to bring up here for both of you is Of course, a personal favorite, I know, Justin, definitely a personal favorite of yours, is Aleister Black. And the best thing about this is that how we've seen him being portrayed on SmackDown, I think it comes very simple to what you even said, is what the fuck is that with Aleister Black and his promos? Justin, what's your take?
2: Oh, yes. Okay, so um, in Aleister Black's uh, intro song, he says, We Will Never Be Equal. And right now, I'm kind of glad about that because, like, his promo—I don't know what he's doing with it. It, it kind of comes off of this weird, like, preachy sermon kind of thing, saying like, "Sorry, I have to strike you down in the name of God." I mean, he's not actually saying that, but he's like, "I gotta, I gotta, I gotta beat you," and then uh, yeah. I apologize for beating you up beforehand. Uh, but you know, things are the way they are. Blah, blah blah. It's like, dude, come on! What are you doing? Get out there and fucking wrestle somebody. You know, um, stop talking about it, start beating about it. I I thought that him and Ricochet did a great job with their call-up. And as a a tag team, I really thought – I don't know why I thought it, but I I really thought that they were going to end up uh, winning some kind of uh, championship at WrestleMania. I knew that they weren't going to beat the Viking – excuse me. I knew they weren't going to beat – the war Raiders, <laughs> I'm going to call them what they fucking are. Uh, I, I knew they were, weren't going to be the war Raiders cause that was going to be their send off. What a great tag team to lose to. And what a great tag team to say, get on up to Ron Smackdown where you belong. And the end of that match, when they, when they, they shook hands, they hugged each other and, and they just said, Hey, look, we're in this together because we, we love what we do. That was a huge, huge thing to me. Now, when you look at what the, uh, what they've been doing in Smackdown, not so much, right? And it's because they split him up. Uh, so that's the part that makes it so weird. Is they had so much fire, and Ricochet isn't wasting time doing promos. Um, he's not wasting time mincing words. Granted, he really also hasn't had a whole lot of mic time at all. But he's a spectacle, and and WWE knows it, and people love what he does. What he does. Uh, what he do. <laughs> people love uh, what he does, and they're gonna they're gonna eat it up, and. I don't know why they're not pushing Alex to black the same way. The only thing that comes to my mind is that for some reason I, I I want it to happen. and I don't want it to happen. I feel like the only reason they're holding him back right now is we're going to see him and fucking Bray Wyatt. I I don't know why I feel like we're going to see them against each other. And that's why they're holding off in this whole promo thing. Both of them are having these extensive promos Um one of them, I don't know why. And the other one is like, it's building up and I love it. Um, just fucking do something. <laughs> Bobby, what do you think about Alistair Black? Um,
0: I like Alistair Black a lot. I like him and Ricochet together. Um, I wanted them to get a, a title shot, but unfortunately that didn't happen. Uh, or a title, I should say. Um, but I definitely, I agree with everything Justin said. I mean, Aleister Black, I do have a weird feeling that some, he's going to do something with Bray Wyatt, but I think it's going to be fucking phenomenal if they do do that.
1: Well, it's, it's amazing that you, you mentioned it because we're pretty much giving the promo of Aleister Black a knot on this one. But we will say that the best promos that are right now hot, and especially the way that you have both mentioned him, is Bray Wyatt, the the reinvention of a character that – most people have even have stated that this is probably the most creepiest character in a long time, especially even for his old character and how he's coming across as Pee Wee Herman meets like Friday the 13th now all of a sudden. And it's it'd be almost to the point where we don't even understand how this character is going to come when he does come out to wrestle because we're not sure what he really is or what he's going to be about. Is he going to be darker and more twisted I mean, it's a, it's a very unique turn for what we see in Bray Wyatt now. I mean, he looks phenomenal. He's, he's dropped a lot of weight. And, like, Bobby, what do you think? Do you think Bray Wyatt is going to get the resurgence he needs from being so stale and being, unfortunately, mishandled by the WWE creative?
0: I definitely do. Um, with these promos, um, it's getting me excited. And I was not excited at first um, of Bray Wyatt coming back at all. Um, But with these promos and everything, all this potential that they have with this character, if they can get all the writing and stuff taken care of with this character, I think it's going to be amazing. Um, I am so sold on this. Like... I think that this is going to be one of the best characters that they've had, especially for Bray Wyatt. And I think that with him, um, so they don't just recycle the whole Wyatt family gimmick and things like that. I think that maybe him bringing in, um, you know, somebody like Aleister Black or somebody else, I think that would be amazing Um, and kind of have that little crew again, without having to be the Wyatt family, but just kind of a creepy Sinister type faction in a way, and maybe it'll bring some some to all of us that that WWE has not lost it and that we they can actually do something cool with this character.
2: All right. Uh, Justin, what your take? So I've always said that the biggest oxymoron in dealing with WWE is WWE creative. Um, I don't understand why they make some of the decisions they do, but this is one of the best decisions I think they've made in a long time. Right. Uh, Bray Wyatt disappeared and everyone, especially after him and uh, Randy Orton, which is what makes me believe that him and Randy Orton are going to have the first feud um, because uh, he's going to quote unquote, forgive uh, Randy Orton by destroying him. Uh, That's just how I feel. Um, but the one thing that I, I, I'm concerned about is the the matter of building up, building up, and building up, and then having no direction once you get there. If you get to the top of the mountain, yeah, you can see everything, but if you don't have a path in which you go down, you're just going to fall, and it's going to kill everything. It's going it's going it's not going to have that buildup that you need. It's too quick. Um, that's why I like what they're what they're doing so far. They're giving you just enough to say, "Who the fuck is this Freddy Krueger looking dude?" Like trying to murdering me and my children. Um, again, the, the, the biggest concern is what are they going to do with it? Uh, I hope they don't do Aleister Black. Um, I really, I like Alistair Black as a wrestler, but I don't think he's ready for a, a match with Bright Wyatt. Not because I don't think he can do it, but because I think that that's too far, too fast. They still need to build up Alistair Black as a singles competitor in WWE. He is verified and, and he has a stamp of approval for NXT, but there's a lot of people in WWE who have been there longer and who, in my opinion, deserve a shot. I'll go back and say EC3 again. Um, so I want to see them build something up with that. Now, if they continue to do Bray Wyatt the, the way they're doing it, um, and they end up bringing him out and, and having him actually do some uh, in-ring promos, I think that would be a smart idea, but they need to do something incorporating the puppets or or do something like that. Do something that's going to be different. Uh, if they had to go a mankind kind of direction with it, that's kind of cool. What, what if it turns out that uh, fucking Whites, I don't know. I, there's so many directions that go that they got me flustered with this one.
1: Well, being the future lead that you will become, I know it's going to make you excited on however way it goes, because it sounds like to me that the way you have made valid points and the way it seems like that this character is going to go, especially with how they've, they're they trying to figure out Alistair Black, Bray Wyatt, you know, these these are the the shreds of hope that the creative team is starting to kind of give us maybe that chance of maybe they can do something, maybe they can actually build something. We're just scared that when it comes to the actual execution of it, we get disappointed and we're hoping that it won't be disappointed. But if there's one thing that we can all agree on for being the wrestling fans that we are and wrapping this up here for us, all of us, I mean, the one thing we can definitely save to say for you listening to the very first episode of our show and for us to be able to do this show, we're very proud. We're very happy that we were able to come together. We're going to have multiple guests on this show. Our ultimate goal is to actually have professional experts, Future wrestlers, also possibility, you know, experts in the field of wrestling, especially if they do a lot of uh, background, more uh, skills that they probably have on us, but we could always learn more and also ask more questions and see what can be done. But for everyone here, especially for us to have this opportunity, these opinions are only our own because we are fans trying to please to other fans and for anybody who wants to follow us Bobby I know you've got that information can you hook us up with that information of how they can keep track of us
0: yes you can find us on facebook at sounds like kfave to me you can also find us on twitter at sounds like kay and then the number one, um, you can find us on both of those um, that will give you updates on what's going on with the show and um, anything else that you guys, if you guys want to post something, send us tweets, anything like that. We will definitely be looking at that and uh, we, we may even respond and see if we can kind of incorporate some of your ideas into our show absolutely and the one thing we also
1: want to always remember this is not just only me Justin and Bobby we also want to make sure that you can also be a part of our show as well we will definitely like to consider not just the ideas that Bobby has said but we also want to make sure you can even join our show and that's the one thing we also want to make sure that these are future ideas that are coming down the pipeline for us well again we have just started this show we're actually excited of what other types of opportunities are going to be coming up more topics to come especially for us to talk about just the basics of what we're going to have we're even going to get more in depth of other things aew impact wrestling lucha underground you name it anything that happens local wrestling we love even the local wrestling around us and if you're from a completely different area you can give a shout out to us give a shout out tell us whether we are great we suck we don't care the more you let us know how we are the more that we appreciate that you're listening to us justin what else you got on your answer
2: Oh, uh, we have a discord server. Uh, it is sounds like kayfabe to me. Uh, it's going to be linked in our Twitter. So take a look at that and, uh, join us. I mean, honestly, I, the more people we have to give us some, some ideas, uh, we are a hundred percent opinion driven, right? We want you to give us your opinions so we can drive them in the ground. Just kidding. No, that's not what we do. We're, we want you guys to be part of the show as much as possible. And that's, and that's exactly
1: what we want. We want to have that opportunity. And just like Justin said, just like Bobby said, you know, Justin, you have that Twitter account or Bobby, do you have that Twitter account? Do you have that information?
0: I have that info. Okay. What is that info for Twitter? So if they want to get on. It's uh, again, it's uh, at sounds like K-A-Y one. And um, that's at Twitter. Awesome. Awesome.
2: Yeah. So so don't go on at me with your like, why is he so on, uh, on Roman Reigns case? Because you fucking know why i <laughs>
1: Well, at this point, guys, I can guarantee that where this is going to start and how this has started. It's a phenomenal first show. I think we've done an amazing job. And even if it says if people say we suck, you know what, you listen to the show. So guess what? We, we still win. So in my opinion, I think in this aspect of this show, it's just going to evolve into more things. We're going to get better. It's going to grow more. You think we should do more? We want you to tell us. We want it just like as Justin said, it's opinion based. That's all it is. We are not the experts. Experts, but that doesn't mean we're not going to grow into experts because everyone has to start somewhere. So, on behalf of all of us here, Justin, Bobby, we're talking. I say this has been a phenomenal show, and I can't wait for the next show. What do you guys think?
0: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited. excited.
1: All right, <laughs> and on that note. We've got Justin Chaos. We've got Bobby the Icon White. My name is Kevin Page. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We got more coming. If anything, we'll try to keep up to date with it every week if we can. If not, we are definitely going to be putting out more shows. And definitely give us the feedback. Let us know what you think. Give us ideas. The more you help us, the more we help you. And we're just here to be a voice. That's all we are. We're here to make our opinions known. We want your opinions known. And even who knows, we may even get the higher ups that even say, Hey, we love your ideas or better yet, you need to cease and desist and we have to sue you. So we don't know how this is going to go, but we know it's fun for us. We love it. And I hope you love it too. And as much as we all love it, we greatly appreciate you listening for it. On this point, guys, I'll speak on behalf of all of us. Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful night.